And we're back with, I guess this time, John's not here again. He's uh, a little under the weather today, but I have... I miss you, John. <laughs> I miss meeting you, John. <laughs> it's okay. It'll happen eventually. You'll, you'll be back. Um, but I have a good friend of mine and um, arguably the number one fan of the podcast. I'm the original self, fan. Self, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed number one fan. Uh, Taya mm-hmm. McLaughlin. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. Hi. How are you? I'm so glad we could do this. Finally. Finally. I know. Yeah. I know. It's been a long time coming. It has. Honestly, I I think literally, well, what was it? It would have been Halloween 2019. I had a little Halloween wow, a year shindig. Ago. Yeah. Well, just over a year ago. I remember. I was Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. Killer costume. What was yours? Uh, I think I was, what was I? Cupid. Oh yes, the big diaper. That was that was really good. <laughs> the uh, the silly adult diaper. Um, but I I came to you and I was like, hey, I want to do a podcast, and you were immediately just like, wow, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. make sure you have this, this. Think about doing this. Think about doing this. And it was I, I mean, among many other things, just like you and I have have chatted before, we've hung out before, and just shot the shit and. I remember you, you were like a little timid, though. You're like about starting the podcast. Well, yeah, because were, I, there, I was certainly lacking some self confidence. Yeah, totally. And, and I think uh, that's why I was like, that was the main push behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Is I think just putting yourself out there and being vulnerable is really difficult. Mm. And so I'm so glad that you did. And you're yeah. killing it with it. Uh, killing it might be, but you push <laughs> it. But um, I'm still your number one. <laughs> still your number one. Um, but I wanted to have you on because a, um, I have a lot of, a lot of respect for you. I think you're an incredibly hardworking, uh, probably one of the most savage women I know in the city. That's um, really a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> until she's a savage and cuts my hand off, and then I can't work. But you know. <laughs> okay, um, I, don't, I don't know. Kid, what kitchen humor is dark. Kitchen humor is oh, dark. Okay. You're talking. Kitchen remember, humor. I was like, remember, what did I do? You're, remember, you're <laughs> on. You're on a podcast that cooks talk about life, living, death, and dying. Man, like here. I'm down for it. I just wanted you to know what about <laughs> me screamed. Will cut off your hand. Savage. I'm not opposed to giving that you're like, eyeball. Oh, you're like, but I'm about it. I'm about I just it. wanted okay. to know. I mean. Actually, probably not. Your knives probably aren't sharp enough to cut my hand off. <laughs> I don't have good cooking knives. That's that's the truth. That's okay. That'll be the next step. Um, no, I think uh, you're one of the most... Certainly one of the women in the city that, that I would look up to as far as work ethic and um, certainly knowledge of self and, and always kind of pushing for it. So, I mean, obviously that didn't just get that didn't fucking appear out of nowhere oh no like were you always like were you this pushy like i imagine you as a kid just being like no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it don't fucking tell me i can't yeah i mean that's like like, where 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 did eldest child give us give it give us a a background of where tam mclaughlin came from yeah so uh, the the savage the savage (laughs) i know now uh definitely has developed over time but no as a kid (laughs) it's so cliche to talk about your childhood and how it shaped you um but it is true john and i have done that already it really is true um i come from a really small town um very blue collar family which i'm super proud of i don't say that in a way that's negative at all hardly um and i watched my parents like work and my grandparents and everyone really in our family just like work 
you know, their hands to the bone every day and did it to give my brother and I the best, which is what every parent wants for their kid, right? To, you know, ensure the next generation has it better than they had it. And so I saw, you know, all the sacrifice that they made and seeing that, I think, especially as you become an adult, it makes you want to like live up to that. Um, and then as a kid in school, I was, um, definitely very competitive and always wanting to be the best sports kid or academic uh, both both um my parents definitely held me to a high standard um good very much so there's this one memory that always stands out to me in our class like in grade eighth grade i don't know what your class was like but my eighth grade class was only like 15 kids yeah, I think it was maybe like 20 kids or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So it was small too. Yeah. But at our eighth grade graduation, I essentially like won most of the awards at graduation. So, and I was the, the MC as well. So I was so announcing get off my own awards. Oh, Jesus. It's like, is she just giving herself this shit? <laughs> Other parents are starting to throw like random shit. Yeah. And I mean... My and my brother played really, really competitive hockey, and I remember like my, my mother especially just being in the hockey ring. She's definitely that crazy hockey mom that was just like, shoot, yeah, just like screaming at the boards, and I hated it so much when I was a kid, like hated it. And um, whether that's healthy or not, who who the hell are we to say, right? Like, I mean, I, mean, I feel like parents- some a psychologist that you or I could talk to could tell us if it's healthy or not. Totally. <laughs> come from their own trauma right we it's a it's a lineage of traumas right so who the hell am i to say what are we what are we going to take from them and pass down exactly we're all bound to the same shit in some way Mm -hmm. um so yes there's always been that competitive spirit um (laughs) fueled by my fierce parents i guess and then just i don't know cliche different life things happening that um influence your behavior in different ways and as you get older emotional intelligence and self-awareness and putting in the work and um getting to know yourself we should we should imagine so like you started you've entrepreneur started your own company um which i mean let's unpack that word because i really hate that word do you okay i do we don't have to use that word we can say a compliment but i mean (laughs) i don't know if i'm like deserving of being do you you, you wouldn't you wouldn't call yourself an entrepreneur. I, I think entrepreneur like Zuckerberg, right? Like okay, like a bajillionaire. Not even <laughs> money, just more so like created something proprietary. If that makes sense, mm. that's my vision something. of an entrepreneur. Okay. But everyone else that I know that's a freelancer, consultant, small business owner, we all struggle with like identity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like identity crisis. Kind what of do shit. we? Yeah. What do we call ourselves? Are you a small business owner? Are you a founder? Are you a director yeah. an entrepreneur like everyone okay. says it's something different but but so you what Taya Inc yes. named after yourself you got lazy with the name that's okay no no no, no. there's a story behind that it is like it's, okay. it's a long okay. running joke um but the idea of naming the company after myself was an SEO um strategy hmm. so to have the search results populate under my name for content about my business more positive content about my business 
which then segues into my experiences and having a negative online presence for a while. Uh, So it wasn't in vain. It was okay. It it was really a tactic. Quite tactical. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean that that shouldn't surprise me, but I just kind of wanted to get my little jabbing. My little jabbing. (laughs) You know, it's sometimes it happens. But um, what? Okay, so you'll have to explain. Maybe, hmm, maybe you could explain to me what exactly a PR firm does because someone like me who just works in restaurants or talks to cooks all Not day just don't de- sure. degrade yourself like that I'm so good at it though um, <laughs> I work in restaurants I am a podcast creator I um, cook really delicious eggs there we go and run a lot when I'm not injured um, call that multifaceted <laughs> I call it figuring my shit out. Um, we all are. What What is it that that Taya Inc. does for somebody? Like, what give it? So, like, let's say, let's say someone like me. It's let's say I'm a, a restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. I come mm-hmm. to you. I'm like, you know, I I want to like I want to reach a broader audience of like, let's say I've done a couple of YouTube videos, and I'm like, you know, no one's really watching my shit. Like, yeah. how can I get my stuff out there? What's my What's my move? Or even for me as a podcast creator, like, what's my? Give me, give me some, yeah. some, give yeah, me some talk. free tips. Um, no, I'm kidding. But like, what is it that that you like your day to day? What are you? Are you? So I mean, I think it's definitely firstly evolved since the beginning because at the beginning we were very much. Well, I started out on my own. Um, just marketing and advertising freelancer that evolved into marketing advertising small business owners and working on larger projects with other people and the marketing advertising thing lasted for a while and that's the direction i really thought i wanted to continue so like creating content running social media that kind of stuff um but i found like that industry that market is like really oversaturated like everyone's a social media guru or social media specialist or whatever like I was, it's like if, if you have a fucking half a brain, you can just watch what the Kardashians do and kind of mimic. Yeah, or like, you know, <laughs> use a template on Canva and like create, which I am all about Canva. I won't knock Canva, but it's just like anyone uh, with I'm, a Canva account thinks they're a social media specialist. One more, one more off, one, uh, off mic, I'm going to ask you how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's super easy. Um, you can, look. Here's your fourth uh, rung in your multifaceted career as a content creator. That's coming next. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was just really oversaturated. And then I started to think, you know, a little bit more about what's our differentiator and um, Hmm. kind of doubling down on on the business and and the growth behind it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have a really unique lived experience in like cancel culture and being canceled and in receiving negative press and negative PR. And from that, I learned, you know, incidentally, how I could have avoided that, how I could have have navigated navigated it, what I could have done, how I could have proactively managed it to make sure that it would have Mm. not happened or been as detrimental in the first place. Right. And so I said, you know, I looked into what other PR firms were doing and specializing in and, all of them, none of them have that experience, right? So it's just people mm-hmm. advising. It's, it's them guessing at like, try this. Yeah, and I mean, they, they all are super talented in their own rights, and they do have the expertise and the experience and the education, 
obviously that's why they're successful in their own right. But I thought, you know, especially at a time like this when everything we do is online, people are getting canceled left, right, and center for shit that they did a decade ago when they were a kid. Or for going on a bad date. Or Exactly. <laughs> Any numerous ridiculous thing, right? And I said, you know, every time I talk to somebody about this just like personally, they're like, wow, like I can't believe that you went through all that and now like you own your own business. And that's always like the most, I think, thing that people resonate with the most, right? And so I was like, are you, are you comfortable talking about it? Do you yeah, want to, yeah, 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 okay. definitely. Do you want to, because like, I, I don't know the full story. I know mm-hmm. very loose details of, of your story. So maybe you could tell the, the, eight, yeah, the eight people that are listening what makes you <laughs> such a, such a uh, I don't want to say an expert, but uh, a well-versed individual as far as cancel, cancel, cancel culture, culture goes. Cancel culture. She sold seashells all the seashells. <laughs> um, tongue twisters from a dummy. <laughs> Yeah, so about, uh, God, how long was it ago ago now? Eight, nine years, maybe? Okay. Almost a decade. Just before I met you, actually. No, it was way before that. I've known you for about seven years. Okay, so then maybe it's nine going on ten years. Seven, eight years. 2013. Okay. Look at us trying to do the math in our head. I saw both of our eyes counting. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so at the time, I was actually working as a sports reporter out west um, in BC, and I'd gone there after university. Um, I thought it would actually just be a, um, like a summer off, a break after, you know, finishing school, okay. and, uh, you know, got some job at a golf course, which actually turned out to be a great job in their, um, like, events marketing department. Um which then, you know, at this golf course, I then um, got introduced to some contacts in the sports industry, which is where I had done all of my work in throughout university. People in professional sports love to pretend to play golf. No, no, no. It was more um, like ownership, like oh, not okay. athletes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, because I had, you know, I had um, done work with sports, and at that point, Hockey Canada, ah, okay, done my okay. internship with the, the internship with the Ottawa Senators. Like, you know, this was all during university. Um, that's a solid little yeah I went into university like resume. going hard like I took yeah. a, a couple years before going into university and skates on laced up right or yeah roll. and there was like no <laughs> fucking around I put myself through school and so I was like you know when it's your own money I'm sure anybody or you anybody can yeah. attest to this when it's like your own money like you're like yeah, you, don't fuck around. you don't fuck around yeah I mean, eh. I mean, there are instances, of course, but... I've, I've fucked around with my own money, and money that wasn't mine, but we're not going into We live yet. and we learn. Yeah, and anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you're um, out west, BC. Yeah, so that was uh, then, you know, the summer job turned into a winter job. I was working a bunch of different, like, part-time gigs, which is typical in, like, the media circuit, if you want to call it that. Okay. I was a news reporter. I was a... For a, a, an online publication, I was a um, sports reporter for the local paper, which there on the wall is my first, that was my first we're sports welcome. cover. We're, at, we're actually in Taya's home right now. She was nice enough to have me here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your first publication? My first cover. Cover. So okay. you always frame your first cover. Yeah. Okay. Dems the rules. Dems okay. the rules, yeah. Okay. And um, Maybe she'll be nice enough to let me take a picture of it. <laughs> it's, not, it's like some fucking random publication in small town BC. It's the I think I think it's the it's the sentiment that matters. Of course, yes. 
And I'm not shit talking this publication. It was uh, I had a great experience. You're like I wrote it. I wrote the shit out of that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I was covering like the the junior hockey team in town and working various jobs. I had another job like as a server at a bar too, just kind of doing it all. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I felt yeah, I felt very much like I was accomplishing or you know had accomplished a lot of you know, what I wanted to do. And it was always my goal to like work, um, uh, first national hockey and then international hockey. And I did both of those things. And, and so now it was just a matter of, um, like making it a, a career out of it. Right. Okay. And being able to sustain that for, you know, my life. Yeah. And, you know, so I was, I was very much a kid then. I mean, when you're 22, 23, you don't think you're a kid, but you're a kid. <laughs> Holy shit. The, amount, the, the thoughts I had. So, I mean, you know, I yeah. I go out there having, you know, accomplished all these things, had some great opportunities, and, you know, I also was, you know, doing, um, uh, producing, like, segments for television as well, so I had some, like, TV segments. Okay. Nice. Um, and it gets... I, I mean, like, I'll be the first to admit, it gets to your head a little bit. Like, anybody who has, like, even an ounce of, like, notoriety, you, you kind of, you know, mm-hmm. get a little cocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he goes, yeah. he's easily inflated oh, at the abso- age of 22 and 23. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Lord, Lord knows mine was. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And I fell hard. But we're not talking yeah. about me. <laughs> well, I would like to. Yeah, we, we can. <laughs> we, we, we can. We can have a segment where you bust my balls. <laughs> <laughs> um... And so, you know, obviously the next logical step was in my life was, well, I got to get the, now I have all this, I have the, the, ha- the, the apartment and the, the job and the, this and the, that, and now, so now I got to get the athlete boyfriend. Like that's the next step, oh, right? Oh, the next logical yeah. step for 23-year-old too. Which is like, you know, the beginning of the end. And, um, you know, everyone always shits on reporters for dating athletes, but then, you know. It's like, but. It, that, that's like that's like me digging another cook. It's like, bitch, you work in the same fucking industry. Exactly. It's and then like, you and then you just understand each other exactly. a little more. Totally. And I mean, so there is some ethical lines, but then you see, you know, Erin Andrews, for example, she married a professional athlete, mm-hmm. and so you and then you see different examples of couples that have met this way. Um, that don't seem to be getting any flack, right? Mm-hmm. But then people that casually date or whatever, yeah, like, you know, then like, you know, you're so unprofessional and this and that. And I'm not arguing there's two sides to that that are, are definitely sure. valid. Um, I mean, with, I mean, John and I have had this conversation before, but nuance, man, there's, there's totally. fucking, there's fucking nuance. Totally, it's for everything. Everywhere, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. We literally had this conversation uh, earlier today, we recorded an episode, but, um, it was like it's just to to not to pretend like there's no fucking nuance is ludicrous. It's, oh, absolutely! It's, it's insane. It's insane. Anyways. And and it's also to like negate the idea that there's growth and change, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a whole other thing that yeah, we can dive that, into. But yeah, yeah, that'll be for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, so I started seeing this player that was played within the same league, but was not. Um, Playing for the t- direct team that I was kind of covering, right? Okay. So there's definitely some ethical gray zone there, um, but I mean, yeah, it was it is what it is. You're young, um, you're enjoying yourself. 
Yeah. You're riding high. Whatever. Ego is fully inflated. Yeah. You're good to go. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it was very much a casual thing mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, as it continued, started to get somewhat serious, although... How serious can you really be when you're that young? I was going to say, like, you don't even understand who the fuck you are. No, you don't. What your thought process is. You're barely, you're scratching the surface at conversational intelligence. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. And you're going through such hormonal life changes. And, I mean, that's, those players are often getting drafted in NHL. So it's this huge, like, pivotal time for them as well. Yeah, like 21, 22, like professional hockey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my family... You know, my, my cousin, um, he was the assistant coach of the Leafs, Paul McFarland. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and my cousin John McFarland was drafted by the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. and, like, plays in Europe right now, I think. Or, no, I think he's back home mm-hmm. now. But used to play in Europe and had played a handful of games in the NHL. And yeah. it's like, that world is like... Oh, There's it's so many ups, downs, yeah. and fucking psychotic behavior that you're like... For you to even dip your toe into it, as you far just, as dating an athlete, yeah. you're like, holy sweet it's Jesus. It's really a, like, <laughs> it really is its own ecosystem that you don't yeah. know until you are in it yourself. And yeah. you can observe from the outside, but until you're and actually comment, in and it. Comment, and comment. Yeah. It's like people with, people that comment, they're like, oh, restaurants, it must be like this and this. I'm like, right, that's your I'm ecosystem. Like, you have no idea yeah, totally. what I have done, consumed, and still cooked food under X x and x circumstances yeah. like you don't and, and i can't explain it to you yeah because you'll never understand it because you've never done that many drugs or done or whatever the case is you know but it's and like, again going uh, back to like nuance of like that's you've lived out this experience and like it's not something that anybody else can ever i'm never gonna understand <laughs> <laughs> okay so you've you've date you you start dating casually Start gets a little more serious, a little not. Yeah, and I guess I should like asterisk serious by being like, are we exclusive? Yeah. So I think that's really the crux of that um, positioning when I say like serious. Um, And for me, you know, my position going into this was I have everything to lose here. Like I worked my tail off to get here. Yeah. My parents. I'm I'm compromising myself. Even exactly quite a bit with the like uh, with your ethics as far as that goes. Yeah, right? reputation, ethical gray zone. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I mean, so that's that's my responsibility, and like I yeah. take responsibility for that. And there's no one else I can put that on. Um, so I knew full well going into it that I, that that was like on the line, right? And of course, me and you know, oh, this wouldn't be fun if I didn't fucking you know go for like the worst possible you know tinkering on the edge kind of situation um which consequently is probably what propelled me to having all of those accomplishments right like without that attitude i probably wouldn't have you would you wouldn't you wouldn't be the savage you are today totally um but you know then it gets you the the converse effect of that is it gets you into situations like this Which, which at 23 you're not thinking like uh, I mean, even now, as as much knowledge of self as I have for my like, I when I whenever I get so excited, I'm like, I have to literally tell myself, I'm like, okay, but there's gonna be a flip side to this, and you're gonna feel shit, or you're gonna feel something. Yeah. So like, don't stay in this zone too much. Yeah, I'm not saying stay in the gray zone, but like, be but happy, be sad, a... but like, understand that 
that the universe is not going to give you this all the time. Yeah, this yeah. feeling of like ecstasy without any like repercussions coming from it, yeah. and let's like weigh those, you know, against our like own self and our healthiness and our a variety, our, our ability to sustain constantly living at that level, which is like mm. near impossible. Um, but yeah, so my, you know, and I and I did say this like point blank, like you know, whatever happens here. I don't want my career to be jeopardized or mm-hmm. the career I'm working towards what I, what I have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that matters to what me. What you had in mind for yourself at the time. Ex- all that stuff. Exactly. Right? Okay. So, you know, let's keep this kind of as much as we can between us, not, not so much hiding it, but just, you know, not flaunting it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to post pictures all about it all online. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and just like respecting those like boundaries and what the other person is going through. And, you know, on, on his end, what I heard was like, yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Um, And you know, it's mutually, it's mutual, right? Like it's his draft year and it's me just like getting started in this industry. Um, so it was very much like, okay, like we're on the same, we're on the same page. page. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, you know, just as kids do, you start fighting about stupid shit. And I mean, I mean, there was stupid shit we were fighting about, absolutely. But there was also not stupid shit we were fighting about, which was me being, like, consistently cheated on and kind of turning a blind eye to it. And, again, we can go back to, like, why did I stay? Like, that's my own shit. That's my responsibility. That's my my issue. Um, and then, you know, fighting over that. And because he was playing in the States at the time and I was living in Canada, all of this was happening, like, online right all these conversations and all these arguments and you know this was at the time where social media was like just just starting getting its feet yeah Yeah. and um so everything all of these like discussions were just like you know all happening online and so you don't think about that when you're a kid i don't even think kids now think about it as much as they should realize the fuck that as soon as you push send, it's there. That's man. never going away. Exactly. Even if you delete it, that's Even if you delete never it. No, going man. away. It's like floating around in fucking in outer the cloud, space. Man. The cloud, yeah. The cloud, man. <laughs> Whoa, man, it's in the cloud. Don't smoke too much or you're going <laughs> to go up to the cloud. Um, and so, okay. yeah, I, I mean, that really like propelled the fighting to like a fucking crazy level like i'm not even gonna pretend like it wasn't a crazy level of fighting it absolutely was (laughs) i mean to my benefit i will say i know lots of other it's it it is it is sorry i don't mean to cut you off but it's like it's i think i think it's very refreshing i think people need to understand that that because you've gone through x number of traumatic experiences with this obviously that that helps shape who you are that helps that the amount of discomfort and the amount of the amount of um, sacrifice, whether it be good or bad, in the given scenario, creates who you are and creates this savage that I see today. This this woman that that I know is willing to fucking stab somebody for her fucking friends or her family or like oh yeah loyalty just, to me like, is like that that's it number yeah. one man yeah. and that's like I. I, you know, as much as we were joking about you being the number one fan out the, out the hop, it's like, I don't doubt it, man, because it's, and because it's one of those things that is very clear and it's very easy to feel when you're talking about something, the energy that you exude, that was built over time. And 
I think I think it's important for anyone in there. I mean, even myself, I turn 30 in like a month and change. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what what I am working towards. I'm excited for who I'm to become in my own eyes and and nobody else's and and it, it, it's beautiful to feel that energy coming from you right now. That's I'm honestly not, such a compliment. Like that you couldn't say anything that would, you know, mean more to me than that. Like I, I, you know, oftentimes like what we think we are, sometimes it might not always be. Dude, I talk so much shit about myself to me. Holy fuck. You know, sometimes you, you call yourself, you know, you're like, I am X, Y, and Z. And then, but maybe to somebody else, you're not perhaps like living up to that. And yeah. right. Like our perception of something versus somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And so to know that what I, really value like being passionate and being what you're like, striving for loyal and you know having those like core those are two of my core values like through and through and to know that they're coming through in you know a friend and that you're able to like receive that that's like really cool so yeah. thanks for that yeah no problem sorry <laughs> I, i'm not really sure where that point was going but i think it's um no i think i think it's important to understand that that without the aggressive struggle there can there cannot be an understanding of self so it's 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 really it's it's refre- oh, it's refreshing to be yeah. around i mean um, it's like why do we love the stories about like the troubled hero or like the the regs to riches story or like the failure to really success like stories. no i'm not big, i'm just like I, I sure like i get it it happens all the time mm-hmm. I, I but i've never been like like oh i just love to hear it. it's like Oh, man, it's like you just fucking worked, man. Just say you worked. That's it. Statistically speaking, people resonate more emotionally with those type of stories. Okay, well, I'm maybe you're I'm an anomaly. A statistical anomaly. <laughs> it's a good thing. No, I mean, taste for but, everybody. Totally. Um, but sorry, anyways, I totally cut you off there. But you, so okay, you're going through the shit, fighting like crazy online. Yeah, and um, if you're fighting kids, do it over the phone or in person. <laughs> Whoever yeah, might just, listen to this in the just future. Just back the fuck off. Just walk away is just, what I would say, first yeah, of all. Disconnect. Disconnect, yeah. Take a, take a technological disconnect. Exactly. Um, I think that's... I feel like in the future that's going to be like a mandatory thing if you own a cell phone. It's going to be like you have to turn it off for one day a week. I hope so. I hope I hope, I hope cell phone so. use becomes the new smoking. I hope that's the Fucking hey, dude. societal change that we work towards. Because I can't, I can't keep up so with this It's going to be so much trickier to give up nicotine, man. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, sorry, a lot easier to give up nicotine. I gave it, I'm nicotine free now and it's glorious. Congrats. Thank Good. You. That's huge. Just shy of two months. Um, I mean, I'll smoke the occasional cigarette now and again, mm-hmm. but uh, not buying nicotine. But like to give up something that is so addictive, like literally, you know, our phones are within eyesight, but it's like. Like, oh, absolutely. Oh. I mean, if you were to, like, you know, if this were to be over there, I'd probably be like, where's, you know, where's my phone? <laughs> where's my phone? What's going on? I haven't touched it at all, and I, I don't think you should be on your phone when you're, like, engaged in a conversation or a dinner or whatever other thing. Um, but it's knowing it's there, that, that that's, there's a sense of comfort in it, which is really mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, and I it, trying to wean yourself off of it, too. Like, I don't know if you try that. I saw your post about, like, logging off at 10 p.m. Tech-free after 10, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying. It's not working so well with the computer because I'll smoke a joint and I'll want to watch something before I go to bed. Yeah, I get that. But, like, the phone is working pretty well. 
I just put it on do not disturb. It doesn't make noise until 8 a.m. when my alarm goes off. So like 10 to 8, I don't really You know what? Because so much is on here. This is, you know, a well, that, phone. That's your it's business. Entertainment. That's your it's business. Fucking... It's a fucking calculator. It's a it's a light uh, flashlight. Yeah. It's everything. And well, so and that's and that's the whole purpose of it, right? Oh, it's it's been absolutely. manipulated into our lives so totally. we're just, no, but I need it. It's like, yeah. bitch, no you don't. It's true. <laughs> I briefly, you know, forty years ago, nobody had a phone. We still lived. Yeah, I lived with. They a still lived. Flip phone for a while. It was the most liberating feeling of my life. It's like mm. you want me, you can pick up the phone. If I answer, I answer, and if I don't, I don't. And <laughs> when we see each other, we see each other, and whatever. And during the pandemic, Jesus, you know, I, I had to, you know, really make efforts to put boundaries in place because, you know, yeah, having business texts or just emails keep going off and you know yeah you could answer we, emails until four o'clock in the yeah. morning if you wanted to right like, you know and everyone just knowing you're at home and just assuming that means that you're available and ready to work like dude sometimes i just want to go watch stupid fucking tiktoks and do nothing you know what i mean <laughs> or have some ridiculous text conversation with one of my friends that i can't see and not have bing 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 urgent urgent it's always urgent like it's not urgent it's like nothing's urgent nobody's dying if it was urgent you'd call me (laughs) and the whole premise of my job like crisis management pr it's all about like everything is urgent a fighting fire trying to put fires out that's my day-to-day yeah and everyone thinks that their issue is like the worst issue and i get that from their perspective it probably is in their egocentric little world it is totally yeah just like just like mine is when I hurt my shoulder, I'm like, no, but I'm, I'm hurt and I need to be better. And I mean, I guess that's where some empathy for other others comes in, right? It's like our issues are not the only issues and putting it into perspective. I mean, I think, I mean, fuck, the whole empathy thing is like, if you didn't walk away from, from this pandemic, or I mean, I guess we're still in it and potentially going back to a second yeah. full lockdown shortly but like if you're not walking away with a little more empathy f- for the average person like what's yeah, what's wrong real. what's wrong with you man like maybe you should go like see a therapist or something and like talk some shit out I feel like so much is being polarized and, and divided we've really circled off course yeah of course yeah okay <laughs> let's, course, let's, yeah. let's bring it back know, let's, like, let's bring it back, I, let's bring I, it back. I, it's like a little spider web and I want to go in all these directions and I'm like maybe I should just wrap up the story that I started no, I, was, I was literally <laughs> thinking that too I was like how am I going to bring this back but okay so let's bring it back you're fighting everything's online you're um, you're you're imploding you're yes. exploding what are you so the what kind of plode are you the i guess the day the shit hit the fan was and i don't really even know if anybody knows this other than maybe the lawyer i had at the time um okay well now the eight people listening to this are gonna know it. <laughs> it's not it's not really like a big reveal here don't worry it's not that spoiler alert <laughs> um uh but I got a call from a call. I don't even know how this person got my phone number. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this, she was like fucking preteen girl, uh, basically. Uh-oh. I mean, she she wasn't, but... And he was also younger than me, so... Oh, okay. Um, so to me, she was very young, but to him, he was like kind of somewhere in the middle, right? Okay. So I was five years older, and I think she was like, I don't know, however many years younger. So the difference between us was like felt enormous oh, like seven or eight years right shit like that. yeah okay. and i had just finished university and i think she was like in high school so i was like this is literally a child <laughs> and 
I get this call and she's like with her friends and I don't understand, you know, I mean... It's a horrible logic. Why would you make and she's, a personal call with yeah. a group of people? And I wasn't even... I was just on the tip of my tongue was going to say woman, but she wasn't a woman. I'm sure she, now she's a woman, but at the time she was very much a girl. Um, and, and you know what? I'm not even going to talk shit about her because that's, that's her story and that's her thing. And yeah, you don't want, you don't want to take that judge? power away from her. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, and... Maybe one day I'll figure out who this person is and have them on. I'm kidding. Dead. I'm absolutely kidding. Dead. Um, I see how this is. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I get the, this call from her and, you know, like little school friends, and they're telling me that she had just, like, slept with my boyfriend over the weekend or at some party or something, and, like, is telling me this and, like, essentially bragging about it. I guess, like, bragging rights in that, like, he was an athlete and I was, like, the TV broadcast reporter. So she essentially, like, begged this guy. Um, and it was, like, uh, a okay. victory. Yeah, it was very, very childish behavior. Very childish yeah. behavior, yeah. And, um, oh, I just, instead of taking the high road, I just went off the rails. Like, I was humiliated. She was, like, tweeting stuff about it, too. So it's funny. I, at the time she was tweeting, I thought that that was the end of my career. I thought that those tweets by this girl would, would, would burn the bridge. That wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. Really? Her writing that stuff. I should have just left it there, back <laughs> the fuck off, and yeah. went about my life Not and bigger and better, right? You, you went on the attack. Oh, I went on the offense hard. And I just, like, unloaded on him, and I said, you know... Of all the things to not fuck around with, it's my career. And now there's some, you know, teenage girl writing shit about how she slept with my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. um, online. And I'm humiliated. Not only because now, like, are my superiors finding out that, like, I was dating you, but well, you've also fucked me over. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just humiliated. And I think this is the end. And so I'm like, if I'm going down, I'm fucking going out in flames. Like, just crazy. Um... I'll be the first to admit, absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's the healthy part of it, right? It's like now you can look. Obviously, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But yeah. your life's like, okay, yeah, I was fucking insane. Mm-hmm. But now, as as the person who you are now, you can say, okay, but this is my takeaway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You learn that you know. Um, those just, feelings to just were, disconnect. <laughs> you're just the like, feelings, and I'm walking away yeah. from this shit. I think what was really most challenging for me to learn was like the feelings are valid mm-hmm. but the response is unnecessary exactly sometimes sometimes exactly sometimes. or there's different ways to go about it sure and that was really you know at the end of all this what i what i learned and so i you know i'm going off on him and it's just it's nasty it is bad and it gets to a point, you know, however long this went through. Uh, I mean, we had definitely broken up, and but then we weren't broken. You know that weird shit that you do when you're a kid, and you're yep. like, well, we broke up, but like, if, if you do anything with anybody else, it's you're not allowed. Like, yeah, yeah. just like, ridiculous. But you're still mine. The Rachel Ross thing, right? Like, were we on a break? <laughs> um, and so, you know, then, then he, you know proclaims his feelings for me like and i'm (laughs) this is all via the internet this is all yeah and i mean i do have some of the messages still not all of them but some of them no 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 no. it's you know what i respect both 
all of our growth, right? Like yeah. he's, I'm sure, a different person now as well. You'd fucking hope so. Or yeah, I, I'd hope so. And and I, it took me a lot to just. I had to forgive myself first of all for fucking up, but then I also had to forgive him for hurting me. And he was doing what he needed to do to preserve himself. And as an adult, you can appreciate that sometimes the way we go about that when we're younger is not the best. Mm-hmm. I was trying to preserve myself. He was trying to preserve himself and it exploded. Right. Yeah. And so I eventually got to a point where, you know, I, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And like, you know, talking about like literally having kids together, like talking about a family, I'm not making this shit up. Like, so <laughs> when it, when we're talking about like, Oh, this casual relationship that went off the rails, like, you know, <laughs> when you hear those things at a young age, like it's mm-hmm. it's emotionally charging. Like yeah, no doubt. You don't hear like yeah, let's like have kids or what's your ideal family and you know mm-hmm. you know what's it going to be like when I'm playing in the NHL? Like where will you work? You don't have these conversations with somebody and then just think that they mean nothing to the other person, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm sure him looking back was was probably thinking, why the fuck was I saying yeah. that? Like. Exactly. <laughs> So we're both caught up in this, like, bad situation, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so he's like, I'm going to make it all up to you. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, and he did apologize. Like, he did know that he, like, he shouldn't have done that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so he's like, you know, come spend the weekend, like, with my billet family. Um, we'll have this, like, you know, reconciliation weekend and all will be good. Mm-hmm. And me. Do-do-do-do-do. Great idea. Uh, yeah, let's do it. And um, so, you know, before I, I head there again, just going off the rails fighting again. And so then I'm like, well, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go. And this is all unfolding again on our phones while I'm driving down. And it's just a mess. And like already, you know, well on the way there. So I'm like, I'm not fucking going back now. So yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm fucking. I've resigned myself over to the fact that this is happening. So yeah, like, exactly. Um and so, yeah, then it gets to a point where, like, the fighting is so bad while I'm almost there. He's like, like, just fucking cancel the trip. Don't come. And I'm like, okay, so now that I'm halfway here and, like, <laughs> now we're going to do this. And um, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, this is happening. If we meet up, meet up. If we don't, we don't. Whatever. Yeah. So then the plan is, like, okay, I'll meet you. We'll talk it out. Like I'll yep. apologize. We'll try and try and reconcile something here. Yeah, um, and you know, I think we both kind of knew that that was it. But like, I was definitely like, I think trying to hold on more so just out of, to be honest, like humiliation. Like mm-hmm. I didn't just like straight up stubbornness. Yeah, and I was humiliated <laughs> that like I had taken a chance on somebody that I shouldn't have dated, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want that to be. To be humiliated and then have to like eat my own be tail. Be a full blown blow up and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you know, and then be like the cliche story of like, well, it didn't work out. Like she shouldn't have dated him. Like, which it, you know, such as life. It was, but um. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But that was kind of the train of thought. It was like, well, yeah, you know, you're, you're still trying I'm to save face. At now. the end of the day, you're still trying to like save face, but also like get your point across. Exactly. Like fucking come on. Man. I feel like jilted and used and then on the other hand I'm like I can't let this fuck up because like my career is essentially like riding on this um so just yeah lots of different feelings and emotions which is not uncommon for people in many different industries like I know I know a fair number of you know try and bring it back to kitchens but it's like um like 
people that just won't let a fucking point go in a kitchen. You're just like, come on, totally. man. We're moving past this. Yeah, let's like just keep breathe. the train just rolling. Breathe. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Life goes on. Such a skill to learn. Though. Oh fuck. Yeah. Fucking children. God damn it. Yeah. I hate myself as a child. <laughs> um Okay, so And so you finally let it blow up. Yeah, so um he actually recommends to me this like hotel to go to, says like, Oh, we get team discounts, like I'll, you know, cover it. I'm thinking, Oh, this is great. Like I like get some lingerie. Like I'm thinking, like this is our like time so to shine. Making it up, like, yeah. This is gonna happen. And then when I got there, like the conversation, the texts, like weren't like they were fine. Like it was like, see, you, like I remember it clear as fucking day. The last message that I got was, "I'll see you later, babe." So like he was going to they had their game, and then he was gonna come over after. Okay. And I fucking like this text message will haunt me till the day I die. Is like, "I'll see you later, babe." And I'm, there's not, no red flags to me here, right? Like, mm-hmm. see you later, babe. Like, yeah, we had fought, but we had fought a billion other yeah, times. So, like, like what it was, was par, any... it was par for the course at that point. Exactly. Rate, right? yeah. I'm thinking we'll have, like, makeup sex. And this, that was literally what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been the first time either. So, I mean, this isn't a crazy yeah. offside yeah. theory here. And then, so I end up falling asleep because they don't finish their games so like, pretty late by the time they do cool down and everything and so um so i fall asleep like in my little lingerie gear i get a knock on the hotel door i just assume it's him and i go and i open it and it's two police officers and i'm first of all fucking humiliated because of what i'm like wearing which is next to nothing and i'm like so that's number one Yeah. yeah and then number two is like i i automatically assume that there's something like earthquake tornado like hostage situation like my mind's going to like all of these like something is wrong at the hotel and i'm in the u.s and i don't know anybody here and like i i'm assuming the worst so they ask if they can come in and i'm like okay like i have nothing to hide i've never had a run-in with the law before except for like maybe drinking at university like (laughs) you know shit like that comes to break up a party yeah um and so I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I put on a robe, sweater thing. Um, and they're like, so um, we heard that you've been fighting with your boyfriend. And I'm like, yeah, we were fighting, but I was, ex- he's on his way. Like, I'm expecting him. Like, I was expecting C- him. Case in point. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Bitch, I don't just wear this to sleep. Like, right. This is, not this is not my, like, you know, 1920s loungewear. Um, and, uh, and so they go, well, we've heard that you've been exchanging some, you know, concerning messages. And I was like, well, yeah, we, we were fighting and it wasn't, it wasn't good at all. And he goes, okay, well, do you mind if, you know, we just check out your phone? I give it to them. No, yeah, yeah no problem. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, what do I have to hide? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, well, we both, we both are offside in these messages. So they... And they'll be able to see, like he said, I'll meet you here. So, like, I don't see what the problem is here. So, this is where the problems start to come in. So, (laughs) yeah. So, first of all, you should never, and you are not legally required to give any of your device or your information to somebody without a warrant. Any Uh, officer without a warrant. That is important information. Exactly. And so, I would have... Probably, I mean, it's hard, difficult to know, but I probably wouldn't have been in the same situation had I not 
kind of mm-hmm. given over willingly yeah. my device, right? Yeah, they were they were playing the like, oh, we're cops, and she'll just do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm they, they stupid, knew, they naive, knew what they were doing. young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so they, you know, they obviously see that that's not well going. The conversation did not go well. Um, but there's also, you know, it's kind of, a, you know, a cry wolf situation in that if you say that like you feel threatened or offended or whatever by my messages, mm-hmm. then the then there's like an advantage given to you essentially, right? Like because it's subjective, uh... right? So if I was like if I had gone and said like I feel threatened by his message, well, yeah. like it th- it would be a different. They story. were one knocked on his door. Yeah. yeah. So f- so first of all, I'm I'm just so then they agree to like leave and they they tell me to essentially like drive back to go home. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, is this... I, I literally... What I literally thought was that he was playing a joke on me with his friends because they're... The hockey, the junior hockey teams are, like, uh, pretty close with the local authorities because they do, like, different community Security events. things it, of that nature. Exactly. Yeah. So they're definitely... There's overlap there. His, fa- his father is, like, a well-known NHL coach and his mm. brother's, like, an actor. So they have some, like... There's, they got some pull. They definitely got some pull. So I'm thinking, like... Oh, we get in a fight. He just the the argument that we always used to have that would really come down to the you know the, the nuts and bolts. The nuts and bolts was, he, and when it got really off the rails, he would always say to me, he would say to me, "I could fucking ruin your career if I want to," and but I'm not saying I was any better. Yeah. I would always say to him, like you know, I could write a fucking bad article about you, right? And so this <laughs> is the type of fighting that was happening. It was ridiculous. It's, it is comical, Some right? legitimate childish shit. Oh, it's just just ridiculous. Um, it, it, it's the equivalent of like, I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to unfollow you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, I love when I hear that. Anyways, oh, it's okay. just, yeah, just ridiculous. Plus, loving it less now. <laughs> it's, all, it's all love. But. Um, and so I, I really just think like, oh, oh. He really thinks he has the upper hand on me. Just mm. putting in a, a call and getting me worked up and, you know, thinking that that's funny or whatever. Oh, I just picture them on the bus, like, you know, just <laughs> making a big joke out of it. Like, ha, 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 we got hurt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so then I start, like, calling and texting him frantically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't funny. Like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know. I'm here alone for you. You mm-hmm. invited me. And, and you just said you would show you were on your way like you show up later mm-hmm. and now all this is happening like what the hell is going on this is like crazy and so um then he basically is like um well I, I get no response for a while then he's basically like yeah like i you know i just think you should like leave and mm. blah blah and so now i'm pissed yeah. like like, sorry, I wasn't going to come already because you cheated on me. Yeah. Now, now, I decide against my better judgment to, like, yeah, come and, like, let's make up. And now you've, like, now, as if I wasn't already humiliated, yeah. now I'm, like, really humiliated. Fucking A. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you there for yeah, two yeah. seconds. Okay, sorry, folks. I really had the pee in. <laughs> I have the bladder the size of a peanut. Um. Anyways, we're back. And... <laughs> Coffee went right through you. Yeah. Um, you must be fun on road trips. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. Imagine when I was a smoker too. I'd be like, oh we God. need to stop every hour so I can have a cigarette Give and then the stink bottle. the car up. Water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So you're heading home after the cops after the cops have told you to fuck off and go home. Oh, so yes. So they tell me this. Um, but I am at this point pissed. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Now I've decided, no, I'm not leaving until this is fucking sorted out. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't come all this way to just deal with that. Like, no, it's not happening. Now it's tunnel vision. Like, there's no, Uh-oh. this is it. Yeah. This is it. And I was just, yeah. Which is just, danger, danger Bay regardless. It's like, it doesn't even matter if it's television for a good thing. It's like, uh-uh, no, 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 you need, yeah, to, you need it, to let the outside world in. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, you, you know this is going off the rails, and your mind is just, like, mm-hmm. so fucking just on one thing. And um, so... Which now, can you appreciate so much more now that you're able to think as a multifaceted adult you're just like you're like oh my god I'm (laughs) so glad I got that out of my system yeah and I really am grateful for that um and at first you're like kind of you're embarrassed to like talk about these kind of things Mm -hmm. but I think the real self-knowledge comes with taking ownership of it and Mm -hmm being just owning it and being okay with it and being it being part of your story like Mm -hmm. that everyone has their own story and the things that are pivotal moments that make them who they are and to not you know recognize those i think is like really doing a disservice so Mm -hmm. well you know five years ago i would have been be in tears talking about this or like humiliated and would have never spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'll speak about it publicly. I'll speak about it to all of my clients, whatever. I mean, we haven't even hit the worst part of the story yet, but I mean, that's just a precursor to, okay. um, like you don't know the worst of it. I, maybe you've told it to me very quickly, but like certainly not an, an, an in-depth analysis. Of right. It. Right. No, we haven't talked about it in depth. That's for sure. No, no. And as, as I would normally, I'm not the type of person to like, probe somebody unnecessarily or at least I didn't used to be to where it's like you know let me just keep pestering and pestering and bugging okay but then tell me this and tell me this and it's like and probably back when we first met this would not be a conversation that you were comfortable having like you said five six years ago you want to respect someone else's like you know privacy talk about it on their like terms also I was you know five six years ago what am I I'm 24 23 years old you're in a different place yeah i was in a very different place i was you know just going down my dark addiction road and or not 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 just going down but certainly uh part way through it anyways but yeah when and you know i've talked openly about it and i think that's that's the important part and that's why that's why I love hearing when you're just like, yeah, but it's fucking, it's part of everybody's story. Everybody, yeah. everybody fucks up you six ways to like, Sunday. And like, did you come back from it? Great. Yeah. And like, let's... Now, now push through it. Let's be, like, let's recognize that as like a fucking accomplishment. Even if it's like a, like a step, it doesn't have to be like this huge monumentous mile, right? It could just be like, I fucking woke up today and I didn't do drugs. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Let's recognize Dude, that, that. That used to be a legitimate accomplishment for me. Yeah. Now I'm like, good. Now I'm like, well, good I that you worked through that. <laughs> <laughs> like, some of them went very wrong if I fucking did drugs last night. Um, but, anyways, anyways, okay, let's get to the worst part of the um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since none of that Buckle is the worst up, part. Baby. Um, Holy shit. So, uh, so, so yes, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm told to leave. I, you know, I, of course, say that I'm going to, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, this is a joke. This is not happening. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, definitely going to see him, whatever. Yeah. I, I might, 
stay one night now instead of two or the week or whatever. Um, and so, so like, yeah, we're, I end up um, staying the night in hotel, but like tons of calls and messages overnight. And then the next day, um, so a combination of like being ignored, being fighting, blah, blah. Then the next day it finally hits a point um, where he's like, okay, fine. Like, I'll just, I'll come and see you. We'll have a quick chat and then that'll be it. And I'm like, okay, I can, that's great. Cool, cool, cool. Quite literally all I'm asking. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least have the fucking balls to, like, have this conversation with me in my face. Because I, the, this all has <laughs> piggybacked off of some fucking girl calling me that you cheat on me with. And you still haven't had the balls to, like, have a face-to-face conversation with me about it, right? So <laughs> let's man up yeah, a little bit here, right? And all that I've received from you is a tattletale call to the authorities about, you know, a, a fight that we've had that... I absolutely. Hey boys, my girlfriend's being mean. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely, I absolutely did did things that I should not have. Absolutely, but did he too? Yeah. So I will take responsibility for my shit. I will, but I think. And I'm it, sure he would. Now yeah, for his. Absolutely, and I, I that that is a very fair comment, and, and I I will give that to him as well. I think that he would probably say like maybe he didn't handle it the best at the time. Yeah. Which I can certainly attest to for myself as well. Um. And so, yeah, so then finally he's like, okay, we'll meet up. And, and so it's like, meet me in, um, I, I was driving and I was like, meet me in some, the parking lot out front of the hotel or like whatever. I don't remember the exact, wherever, the wherever it was, was, but it was like, I was driving there. So I remember like sitting in the, in the truck I had, which ironically, and it's really funny in hindsight only, and I'll only <laughs> talk about this with some of my friends, it was, like, basically the OJ Bronco. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and so I'm, like, I'm not doing Grinding myself any favors here. Uh, yeah. And I loved that little truck, man. I loved it. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in it, and I'm, like, I'm just, like, you know, anxiety, emotions through the roof, and I remember I had, like, a cigar that I was smoking, um, just, like, calm my nerves down. And um, I'm expecting, like, him to, to show up. We'll have, like, chat, whatever will happen. And uh, he didn't show up. The same cop showed up, and plus a lot more. Like, a whole fucking, like, you would have thought that oh, I yeah. committed murder. Uh, like, okay. it was the most terrifying thing that like i don't can't even describe she's, it like she's i can't still being mean to me guys she didn't leave. <laughs> i shouldn't laugh but um and there's just like no feeling like being like surrounded by mm-hmm. cops yeah that's fucking strange and so they're like get out of the vehicle they cuffed me and they brought me down well at first they said well we'll just bring you to the station to like have a conversation about what's going on Obviously, that wasn't the case. That yeah. was, that was, uh, it was a lot worse than that. That was just a little ploy to get you in the car, and then it's like, well, she came willingly. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know if like I, I will I say know. I don't know the legality behind that, but I was okay, definitely. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume that uh, you know cops in the states are crooked. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a huge <laughs> conversation right now, right? Um, but and uh, there is a lot to unpack there. I mean, I'm not. Um, anti-cops I don't think they're all horrible people but I I did learn a lot about through my experiences about some of the injustices in the in the criminal justice system and so I'm 
cuffed, brought down to the station. We, um, I go into, you know, some like interrogation room basically. Um, and they start like interviewing me. I wasn't, I wasn't offered like a lawyer or nothing. So I'm, I'm, no, I'm incriminating myself this whole time. Again, I give them my phone. So they're scrubbing my phone. Yeah. (laughs) And so there was a law passed in the States. It's completely different in Canada. There was a law passed in the States after 9-11 that essentially gives them a bit more authority to go through the data on your phone in the spirit of like preemptively um, managing threats. part of the Patriot Act? Patriot Act, exactly. So they can, they're able to act on threats more so than they would in the past. So essentially Mm -hmm. like you're guilty until proven innocent versus innocent until proven guilty as it pertains to threats. So, so threats is really what is at the root of this, right? Mm-hmm. If, for example, I would have slapped him or hit him or done something like domestic, right? Because domestic could mean physical, but it could also mean just words. So if the threat had been like actually carried through, mm-hmm. then it would have been a different set of rules than a threat is. A threat mm-hmm. is the one of the most subjective worst things that you could do because they have to assume the worst. They have to assume that when yeah. you're fucking fighting with someone, you're like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I'm so fucking mad at yeah, you. Like, they are going to assume that, that's that that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. And, um, yeah, so obviously, like, I'm going fucking psycho, like, saying all this shit. And, you know, then they get a call from my boyfriend. And, you know, then it's they're obligated to go through yeah. my phone. And, and of see. course, it's. His, his word against yours and his word means a little more in that community. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, again, I don't, I never wanted to come off, like, a huge thing I've learned over the years is, like, I never wanted to come off, like, I'm blaming him or I'm blaming the cops or I'm blaming someone else, right? Uh, like, taking responsibility meant... Just, just like we were saying earlier, nuance, man. It's totally. it's, it's a multitude of, it's a, it's a multitude of factors. Like, yeah. you absolutely... Were a contributing factor to your own yeah, demise. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100% a contributing factor. But there are also other, other contributing variables factors. At play, there's yeah. variables, there's nuance, yeah. there's 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 intricacies that that were all intertwined. Totally. And so at, at no point do do I or hopefully anybody who's listening to this think that you're pointing fingers. Okay, good. Because that's the one thing that I Because when this was all was happening, mm-hmm. I remember well, so I, and that's and that's like the whole thing about what you do now is like don't fucking point fingers, man. Like, yeah. like you're, your you, you you see you see the intricacies, yeah. right? So now you're like this translates to when let's say you're managing a, a you're trying to put a fire out for a client, yeah. and you're just like no, no 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 if you point fingers like this is this is it goes down a very dark road exactly. and there's no coming back from exactly. that exactly or there's it makes it more difficult to come back from right? exactly. So that's like fuck that's that's almost like that's almost like invaluable. Oh, I, I so knowledge I end, to have about a situation like yeah, that. Yeah, I end up getting booked. So they're allowed to when there's a when there's a threat, you're they're legally allowed to hold you for a forty eight hour period while they essentially investigate the. You, you hung so, out in the oh, jail. Oh no, no, no! no. This isn't this isn't the worst of it. Weekends don't count. <laughs> it was a, it was a long weekend. Oh fuck. It was a long weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday don't count. And then 48 hours from there. So this was a Saturday, I think. So it was a week in jail. It was a week. Yeah. And I, you think you watch Orange is the New Black? No. No, that's not what it is. It's uh, 
I laugh about it only because it's like hiding a dark sense of yeah, yeah, humor okay. here, a dark, dark, dark experience. That's why I laugh about the amount of drugs they used to put up my nose. Yeah, um, it's dark as fuck. It's fucking dark, <laughs> yeah. And um, just getting to a point to be able to say like, yeah, I, I spent a week in jail. And like say it and not cry, not like bury my head in the sand and just be like, yeah, it fucking happened to me. And Okay, I'll give you a hug later. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I ended up getting, I mean, that week was like a lifetime's worth of experiences mm-hmm. in that week. Um and I had a, a court-appointed lawyer who, thank God, I got someone that was decent. Um, and he was really able to help me and kind of get me out of there. And, uh, I mean, it was it was huge. I ended up, like, my family had to fly out. I They had to post 10,000 U.S. Well, at first, at first the bail was set at 50,000 U.S. dollars. And you're not allowed. They don't take, like, credit cards. This is cash. This is... That's what bail is. So the the lawyer, yeah. Do you think my fucking parents have fifty k laying around? Like, no. That's fifty k US too. At they, the time was probably like what seventy k fucking know. Canadian. Who yeah, knows? totally. So the lawyer eventually got it down to ten, ten grand US. My parents were this close to having like remortgaged their house. Like everybody in the family had to come together to get this money. Like my parents aren't. I don't come from money. Like this is. Yeah, like you said, blue collar, man. Yeah, man. They worked their fucking hands to the bone. I think that, that, you know, that's what hurts me the most is, like, knowing that they had to do that for me. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that's the only part that, like, makes me sad is, yeah. like, letting them down in that way. But so that happened. Had to spend, like, the month in uh, the state of Washington while, like, all the paperwork and shit. That's not even a good state. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Palmer no, did. no, and I mean, it's, and it's the city town that we were in is a small town. So anytime we went out, like people knew who I was like, oh, she was just in jail. Like I, it was all over the news. So mm. that's where like kind of the cancel culture and shaming came in is yeah. because when I was behind bars, this story blew up international, international headlines. Like, thank you for making me that big of a deal. First of all, um, I don't know how it garnered that much attention, but it happened, I think, the same week or the week after that Justin Bieber got arrested for, like, racing, street racing or whatever. And my story had more coverage than his. And it was just, like, this thing that was so bizarre. And in the process, like, my entire reputation was destroyed. Yeah. Um, lost your job, no doubt. Yeah, lost the jobs. Um, p- pictures being pulled from different accounts and... and blasted all over the internet my friends and family being harassed by reporters Mm. um my niece at the time had like just been born she was super young and i was just so worried about her and i mean i was a reporter like i knew yeah you know i know how this works Yeah. yeah and then seeing some of like you know seeing the split in like my colleagues and who the story was just the worst possible thing and i was in jail so i couldn't i didn't have an opportunity to speak on my behalf so it was just um reporters see the um, police report and obviously the police report is written as a police report there's no yeah there's no two sides of a story on a police report right Mm -hmm. so then the media story became just a reprint of the just a fucking slam piece yeah it's like over and over and over she threatens to kill uh you know 
hot young reporter threatens to kill hot young hockey player in like love story of the year. It's in it's around Valentine's Day, so they push this whole thing. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, it's ridiculous. And so then yeah, um I get out of jail and I see like everyone was just so divided. There was some co- colleagues of mine that were like, We know there's more of the story here, like you know Did did some of them actually like hold off and they were like, I'm not gonna fucking write yeah. some shit because like Some did and I will yeah. I you go to bat for those people I until the end fucking, of your fucking days. I have every single message that anyone ever said about me during that time. Every fucking tweet, every news article, every retweet. People think that I didn't see them. Oh, I saw every single one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fast forward almost 10 years later, and those people circle back to me now needing help in crisis management like, or needing help with the media. Walk, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, you think... You threw me under the bus when I was already under the bus. Yeah, like I threw myself under the bus. Yeah. You didn't need to fucking... You didn't need to... You didn't need to throw rocks under the bus too, you know what I mean? Turn the knife more. Like, you know, throw salt in the wound. And, um, and you know, that's, that's the whole idea of cancel culture. So they're using, like, my story to, like, propel views on their website or mm-hmm. sell more copies or whatever. And, wow, you really get to know a person and how they respond to well and like you said their loyalty it's very simple yeah Loyal, and I mean, even if you want it to be like beyond loyalty i mean I yes mean, you can you can boil it down to something that simple and maybe i'm making it a little too simplistic it's certainly because i i wouldn't understand the scope of it all but um but maybe that's that that's a massive piece so those people that didn't publish stories and didn't fucking put you on blast those are the people that that in your in your eyes Remain had had a, at least a small amount of loyalty or a small amount of respect totally. for your career. But I will say though, I, I think so. the the one thing there is that like if they felt compelled as a reporter to tell the story mm-hmm. because it was a, somehow a newsworthy event that dictated coverage, I am I am I recognize if a reporter told perhaps an unbiased mm-hmm. version of the story, right? Okay. Yeah, that you're, is something, you're not going to knock them for that. Exactly. They're yeah. doing, they have to do their job. I respect that. Yeah. So, so I'm not, Someone told them to write a story and they're like, okay, fine. Yeah, but I'm like, not expecting... I'm not picking sides here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting like blind loyalty. I mean, that that's like, great. I expect that from like, my friends, but... I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad yeah. at what happens, but like, yeah. But I mean, at least tell a story that's not, you know... Oh, I remember this one boss that I had, this real slime ball... At um at the online pub- news publication, okay. and uh, he just he took this as his opportunity to say, "This killed me." Uh, um, we let her go like the day before the incident happened. He's like, "Oh, we let her go on whatever day this happened." He said the day before they let me go. I'm like, and I'm reading this, and I I literally have a key to the office like in my hand, and I'm like, "Wow, for somebody that you let go, I just got a paycheck like." A week ago, and I have the key to the office, but you let me go. <laughs> and then does this, he does like this interview, this like, he makes himself the star of the show. And he goes, yeah, you know, we just, we just knew, we just knew that there was something going on here. Some, some fishy. Yeah, you know. smell some. Like this fucking making a murderer type interview. Like, we just, we knew there was something trouble there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this, you are, you Narcissi- are such a Narcissism is a hell of a drug. Hey, like, you would do anything to get views to your publication. What a little douche. Um, and of course, there were other reporters that took the time to email and say, 
what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. And I was straight with them and was like, yeah, I fucked up, man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I know you probably right. went to that for me giving me work and I fucked up. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Fuck. Dude. So then what? You buggered off to Toronto and you're like, and I'm out of here. Well, so I was about a month in Washington to get that all. You spent a month? Yeah. Me, my mom, and my aunt. It was just a hot mess. Um, It takes a... Going through the courts is a really... The the clan, the McLaughlin clan. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Not to be confused with another type of clan. Yeah, okay. When you said that, I was like, what? No! (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, but uh, it takes... The court, the legal system is really itself a whole, uh, the courts, jail. Real, real rigmarole, if you will. It's, it's <laughs> fucked up. The, the I've just been trying to find a way to use rigmarole yeah. at least <laughs> once. Ah, perfect opportunity. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, the, the stories you hear of the other women and the people that are going through these things in, in behind bars and. For various things. I mean, if I learned empathy, it was there. Really? It was there. Yeah. Like, first of all, I am extremely claustrophobic. So when this was all happening, I was fucking hyperventilating. I was like, you you could kill me and it would be better than this, what I'm going through right now. Like, it, I was, it was not, it was not good. Um, and so they like, you have to do like a strip search and it's just like, it's, that really is a really degrading. That is some type of power dynamic shift where you're just completely vulnerable. Like you yeah. are yeah. that zero. You're their bitch. Zero control. Yeah, and I remember on the if not negative zero. Yeah, and and they give you like you have to wear the jumper and everything, and mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy that a first time offender I'd never gotten any trouble before goes from. No trouble to like. Here, you're zero, a fucking jumper in, in jail with other people that have done fucking really serious crimes. Yeah, you're like I sent some fucking shitty text messages. Like, yeah, okay, what's going on here? I mean, yeah, um, obviously that's dumbing it down, but like totally, yeah. totally. But I mean, just this, how it could go from yeah. like zero to sixty, like that, right? And um, and like, is there no other alternative that we can do here? But that's an aside. And you know you you have to strip down and I remember like you're supposed to give them your you're not allowed to wear a bra because the underwire could be oh uses uses a weapon, a weapon. Yeah. yeah and so when they got to my bra I for some reason that that was it for me I was like I'm not giving you my bra I was like you can drag me out of here kicking I don't fucking care I put me in solitary confinement like I I was just like that was it for me I don't know how that one thing like somehow was I was, that was like your tipping point. I was holding on to that so much. Like, I, it just, I didn't, that. You're like, bra equals sanity. I feeling don't know. <laughs> of nakedness. It was just like so, like, yeah. vulnerable. I don't know. So, this woman that was booking me, I mean, she was really, I really think of her to this day, like, some type of, like, angel in disguise when she was there. Cause, like, I don't know what I would have done without her. She was the only one that was, I don't want to say helpful. I mean, she, it wasn't that she was helpful, but she was certainly just human. Like, mm. you know, she, said to me more than once she's like you're gonna get through this like you fucked up but like this is pretty dramatic situation so i get it um and she's like okay i'm gonna let you keep your bra and 
when she said that, I don't know, that just was like... You're just like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, um, you do like me. Yeah, so I wasn't allowed to, like, I, you know, you can't tell anyone, basically. You can't, like, take off your shirt. Like, you just got to keep it on. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then you go from, like, booking cell, drunk tank with, like, you know, 15 other people crunched together like sardines mm-hmm. to, like another holding cell to like the actual it literally is like what you see in the movies where like Shawshank Redemption type shit where there's like the square and the open space and the communal yep. space in the middle and then all the cells around and, um, like you like instantly go into like survival mode like mm-hmm. at that point like it's I don't even know how to describe it. Like, think of if, like you're on the playground at recess, but like everyone has committed some type of crime. So now, like, you have to somehow yeah. thrive in, in there. Yeah. Like, especially when you at what were you twenty three? Uh, twenty twenty four. I think twenty four. Twenty three okay. or twenty four. Yeah. Don't so, quote me on that. <laughs> and I was, and I was at the time. I was like, like I was five six. Like, I was so thin. I was like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Like. I Jesus. was like, yeah, just like target on my head of yeah. like scared little white girl. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm at, and then you go through like the the oh, what are you in here for? Like, what are you? And it's like that's kind of like where everyone establishes dominance, right? It's yeah. like who committed the worst crime is like you oh, know, fuck okay. them. I'm just not gonna deal with that person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and fuck just man. crazy like different domestic things like physical assault like uh robbery theft but you know as for as scared as i was the one i had to like switch something in my brain to be like okay like how can you get through this like how can you survive this like what's the plan like what's the strategy and i was like okay i'm gonna dive into like my reporter self and i'm gonna like I'm gonna understand the nuances of every single person here, and for I didn't at that point I didn't know how long I was gonna be in there, mm-hmm. so I said like every day I'm gonna get to know one woman. Like you only get one hour inside of your cell all day, but I was like I'm gonna count down the hours for that, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna basically like report every woman I meet and find out their story, and that was like my little task. That's how mm-hmm. I kept myself busy so that I would not go fucking mad staring at a white wall surrounded by lots of the women had like mental health issues as well so then you're sitting next to someone who's like repeating words and phrases and you're like I am gonna go psycho like, you're like I'm gonna get fucking yeah I'm gonna get this getting to my head this like this like uh, sitting in a second secondhand psycho yeah you're yeah. sitting in a box and with nothing and, and having just someone kind of doing this next to you and it's really hard to stay sane um and you can understand you know when you see all this why jail oftentimes produces produces the people that it does yeah exactly so they're not perpetuates itself because then people get so used to being in that yeah survival mode don't get me wrong i know nothing about jail never been to jail i i only know the fear of going to jail based on the amount of substances i used to consume yeah and the amount of illegal substances yeah. I used to consume. Um, but I can only imagine that it perpetuates itself, right? And especially if someone's like, if they 
end up becoming comfortable with that environment, then it's like they they're just like, well, fuck it, man. Like I uh, I know the people in there. I know yeah. I know you the rules in there. I know almost. I don't know the rules out here. Yeah. Like clearly, this out here world doesn't agree with me. Yeah, exactly. Wow, fuck. It's That's yeah. You one. develop these like. I say fun in a very loose way. I'm like, That's a <laughs> no, fun I get one. it. It's yeah. like fucking. You develop these like mechanisms for dealing. It, that that is so human in itself. Is you adjust to the situation to survive. Like we're all just fucking human beings trying to coexist here and survive. Like that's ultimate. Every problem can really be boiled down to that. Like every single situation is, in some way, a self-preservation like mode of survival. Like. Yeah. Every situation can be boiled down to that, like, and then, like, having empathy for why somebody else might be trying to, like, preserve their own survival, right? So all these women that are in here, okay, you sold drugs. Why did you sell drugs? It's always the why, right? Like, I don't... I care what you did, but I want to know why you did it. Because that's yeah. that's everything. What's the purpose, man? Like, so you there's... sold drugs because you needed to provide for your family because the baby daddy left. Fuck, that's a tough situation. You were doing everything you could to ensure that your baby had milk. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, or, you know, my husband, um, you know, had a history of abuse. And I fucking, I, you know, one woman, like, threw a glass or something at her husband. And it, like, shattered on him. And she's like, yeah, he used to beat me. And I, and I fucking, fucking lashed out. Back. And I had enough. And... And that's how she ended up there. And so Which you, seems so fucking backwards. You're yeah. like, wait, wait, let me get this straight. You were getting beaten and now you're in here? Because I mean, there's... You, yeah. I, I'm sure there was other factors. I'm not, totally. I'm not trying to boil that down to that much simplicity, but like, it's... That's fucked, man. Yeah, that's and I mean, so, it's just like the... six ways to fucking Sunday. And we all we will like, keep circling back to like nuance here and like, mm-hmm. you know, understanding why these people got in these situations, then they're, then they're not monsters. Like... You know, it, it like there's such like a a heart to their like story and like let's unpack that and like if we want to solve it like maybe that's what we need to do. Man, this is like I've had this conversation I think with my therapist, probably with John, probably with a bunch of different people, but it's like there is not much difference between me walking around having a job. Um, you know, let's say five years ago, me when I was. Uh, you know being a, a complete another shithead doing all the drugs and all the booze and all the things there is not much of a difference between that version of me and the guy on the street that you walk past who's just repeating things to himself it's the same yeah. same shit being perpetuated same horrible behavior that I was doing that maybe took him down a darker road and yeah. certainly yeah, I'm think you know like like you're saying the, the the conversation keeps coming back to nuance but like the simplicity that maybe maybe you know we we try to complicate these these ideas these concepts these these fixes these solutions but it's all maybe it can be boiled down to something that is as simple as empathy or simple as just yeah you know i'm i yeah, I'm not living in this fictitious world where like let's all just like love each other. It's like fucking no, that's it's not gonna but work. But I mean, the empathy but as a solution could be simple, but then instead of empathy over punishment, 
over right like, maybe right. you try and understand hey yeah sure I'm, I'm sure there were extenuating circumstances to why that woman threw the glass at her husband that maybe she didn't tell you or didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. saying but like hey what if what if she felt comfortable saying that like what if she felt comfortable expressing herself yeah. in you know in a therapeutic way or in like a you know like a like a conversational way she was able to if if we were able to develop those strategies to improve people's lives so what if what if the guy who's sitting on the street begging um was able to just access shit that just it wouldn't be toxic it wouldn't be this this yeah i guess it's like thing. funnels under mental health resources in some way i mean the solution could be simple like the solution could be a simple one word being empathy but then empathy in itself can be unpacked to be so complex right so maybe it's maybe it's like both right it's Mm -hmm. simple but you know within the simplicity there is i mean but that is the definition of simplicity is you there's this really famous um picasso uh, where he drew these bulls and he started on this really like detailed sketch of a bull and it's like almost looks like a photograph and it's like detail and then he studied it and studied and studied it and he got to know all the little details and intricacies of it and you know like Picasso's style which is this very like geometric simple I say that in quotes but he he couldn't get that simple thing until he understood it at its complexity so the the study of his drawings you see them they're actually going they're not going from simple to detail they're going from detail to simple mm-hmm. so to understand mm-hmm. he needed to understand everything about it to get the simple to just be able to extract that that exactly. simple concept or yeah. that, that simple practice yeah i mean i think i think that's that's the moral of i think mo- what what most of what most of us are are striving towards is like it's like I'm me personally I mean I'm, obviously I can't speak for anybody else but me personally it's like you want to understand and I think that's you know in part why I enjoy having these conversations with people you know I've uh, we've had on the podcast we've had um, a good friend of John and mine's Matt uh, Olivia Go, a good friend of mine Sonia Mondino and like to understand the complexities that is a human brain and even yourself to to, to understand how how simply effective you are now it's important to understand the complex bullshit that you put Had yourself to through, through to get to that point yeah. you know put yourself through or you were put through or whatever the case is mm-hmm. right depending on who's ever um, listening or or following along it's like I don't know man I think I think for me, the simpler I can make my life, the happier... I don't want to say the happier it is, but the more focused the discipline can be. Yeah, you. I will say you are very disciplined. That's a really strong skill of yours to be to be know. proud of. <laughs> well, if it's something that you... It, need, it needs some work. But. If it's something you're working towards you or on, I can see that you've done well in... I appreciate moving that. Moving towards Sorry. that. Sorry, I'm not good at taking on this. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Just say thank you and move on. Okay, so like... Hmm. So you move... So, okay, the shitstorm happens. Mm-hmm. Everything fades. You move to Toronto. 
Oh, like, <laughs> like I, years I, later, or well, there's no fading here. Months um, later, there's just definitely no fading. I think the <laughs> trauma of the jail experience probably didn't hit me until. It's like any trauma; it pops up at different periods, mm. like you know, having flashbacks. Am and I nightmares. triggering you right now? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> thank you, thank you for asking. Yeah, I mean, I talk really like lightly about it now, but like, imagine the worst situation of your life and multiply it by a million, and that probably doesn't even scratch the surface of like what that week was like and i'm not discrediting anybody else's i'm sure i'm more than sure that other people have gone through worse shit but um that is that is up there in terms of uh worse shit to go through and so um the like trauma from that lasted years like and i yeah so i like i had to move myself home Mm -hmm. um my niece and my brother like were living at my parents house so i had no place to go so i had to go my grandpa was building um a new house on a property at the time but it was not anywhere close to being done it was like just the framework had been done and he was like living in a little um trailer thing on the property to build it Mm -hmm. he's a really really talented builder um a lot of where i get the hard work instincts Mm -hmm. from is definitely definitely from him he's the smartest man i'll say and the most hardworking. him and my dad definitely um and so i stayed there in this in it's like basically out on the farm in the middle of nowhere just a framed house there's no like heating there was nothing like it was had a sleeping bag and it's the dead of winter and, and it was just like if there was a I had no job I had nothing like if there was any time to like have a low period in my life like that was it man that was it um but that also forces you to evaluate and be like I'm never coming back here oh yeah like not not totally. to, the, to that house specifically but like I'm never I am never coming back yeah to this, this is version of bottom, myself so let's fucking yeah. yeah and I think when you go through a lot of pity and and then you get mad when everyone else is not pitying you. And I think I will say to my grandpa's credit, I mean... Zero pity. He, I think, I knew he had it. I, and he's not a, he's not a, like, a harsh man in any way whatsoever. Um, but he is, he's, a, I really, my grandpa, I envision him, like, he would have been, like, a gangster. Like, and I tell him that all the time. And he's just got this... It's quiet confidence that you know. Or he's just like, okay, I hear you, but like, yeah. I know better. <laughs> you can say one word and you just, you fucking know. You're and like, disappointing <laughs> him is worse than anything, right? Mm. And you know that he is calculated, he observes, and he's calculated, and when he makes a call, like that's, you fucking listen to it, right? Yeah. And so I knew, you know, I knew that he was this was not without reason right it was like he knew he had he couldn't there were no handouts right like he wasn't just going to be like yeah like you know yeah yeah, let's set you up with a little like you know house a mansion here like you know you can come stay with me it's fine yeah it's like bitch no it's not fine it's like okay (laughs) you know you went through a shitty situation um i mean he's had his own 
run-ins with the law and 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 so as our other he's lived he's lived he's lived, he's his lived life. lives yes he's lived lives yes and so you know i think his way of approaching it was like really like you gotta you gotta go through this to get out on the other end yeah. and he never explicitly said that but i you just i that's, know that's the energy from, that you got from it yeah and and You're his, like okay he's got my back but also He's going to yeah. fucking teach me a lesson that yeah. this is not going to fucking happen again. He's going to show me a thing or two about yeah. a thing or two. <laughs> and it was like, you know, every day, get your fucking ass out of bed and go do something. That, it was this thing. Like, you got to do something. Like, I don't care what it is if you are going to sweep the floor. Like, whatever. Like, it's mm. do something, right? Like, that's the only way, like, Just out of this. Just wallow in fucking self-pity. Yeah. And-, and if you, you want to do that, no one's helping you. Like... You want to wallow in your self pity? Go for it. Yeah, and then nobody, the se- nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody and cares. the second you take ownership of that, right? And you're like, no, no cavalry is coming, right? Like, and I'm sure you felt that way in in your experiences. Dude, with with the amount of, I mean, I've I've said this. I don't know if I've said it on a recording or not, but it's I've the amount of times that. I mean, as as an addict, in in my brain, I've I've I have pitied myself more than enough times to to last me a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I used to I used to put the blame on other people for you know me doing drugs, and it's like what? <laughs> that doesn't make I mean, sense. so it doesn't make sense. It's very very a, very that. typical addict behavior, yeah. whether or not. It's addiction to booze or drugs or a person. Yeah, I would even share like, your sentiment here in like the addiction to what I wanted that oh, relationship dude. to be, right? And where you're just like you're chasing that dragon, man. Yeah. Chasing that that fictitious dragon. And now now I, I, I operate in a world and I, I've told this to John before and I even actually have uh, these letters tattooed on me. But it's um uh, nobody cares. Work harder. I love that. I like, love when you post that. Nobody cares, yeah, man. Like, no. if you're gonna pity yourself, if you're looking for pity, if you're looking for this, it's like, it's like, it's it's just like a it's like a fucking it's, figure it's, it the fuck out. It's man. Re- because really nobody is nobody is coming to save you. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I know people care about me. You know, my family cares mm-hmm. about me. They would tell me when I was in the middle when like. Three, three, four years ago when I was in the middle of me being a horrible person consuming night after night after night after night. Um, you know, I would go on fucking week-long benders where I was doing drugs every night, all night. Would be up for 48 hours straight. All that shit. I've yeah. been there. Done that. It's, I'm just like, just like you're never going back to that 23-year-old version of you. I'm never going back to that person who yeah. I was in that scenario. That is not an option. Yeah. That is never going to happen again. And that sounds might sound a little intense, but it's like no, not to, at all. to to avoid to to move forward, to keep pushing forward, to keep being someone who I want to be takes that amount of I don't give a fuck. Not even an I don't give a fuck, but it's just like a I think you have to hate that version of yourself so much so much so, so much. much i just want to i just want to throttle yeah. 24 25 year old me into the fucking ground but i mean <laughs> then you want to take and then take i can laugh about it then i can laugh about it now. and propel it forward right <laughs> 
But it's what I mean. I find it so so irritating when I see posts online, and you know, I find, I, find, I just I find it so irritating when someone's like, "Well, this is a bad day." It's like, "Bitch, everybody has bad days." <laughs> Just the internet is about happy stuff. Just put happy shit out there because we all know you have bad days. Like anyone whose profile is either all sad or all happy, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, well, at least they've chosen to just be in that lane. But because like, they've got a brand, <laughs> right? It's like they're they're trying to perpetuate some kind of I a will bullshit. Say, but though, like, I did have a conversation with somebody about this, and I, uh, yeah. you know, the way I feel about online and just this curated lifestyle and how yeah. detrimental and dangerous it is. Dude, I got family members that do that shit and they'll, they'll probably never hear this but so it's fine. But <laughs> I, I think the best conversation I had about this was with one of my girlfriends and they said why do you care? And it was just such a simple such a simple question and I really had to stop and think and I was like why do I care? And they're like you know Maybe that's a you problem. Because you operate with and not a, of, them a certain problem. amount of authenticity in your life and you wish right. that other people would. But well. I have the choice and again I can go back to, to follow or unfollow. Exactly. <laughs> and I can go back to the bullshit. Unfollow. <laughs> I am not I'm following not, you anymore. You're not gonna yeah, be yeah. in my energy. <laughs> yeah. But but no really. And then you could take some of the learnings from that terrible yeah, you know, all, experience all, I had all dating. Aside, for sure, yeah. And how you know, why didn't I walk away from that, right? Mm. So there's comparable things here, comparable learnings is why didn't I walk away from that? Okay, if I dislike this thing and it's harming me or in some way mentally or emotionally or somehow making me less than happy, affecting you why don't a, I fucking walk away? Affecting you on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. then I just walk away. Yeah. I don't... You know, no hard feelings if I unfollow you on... I mean, I'm like, I don't have any need to unfollow you, but I'm just... I was just going to say, I'll, I'll know we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I get it, I get it, we're not friends. <laughs> I've just, you know, I've just been fucking ruthless, especially over the last few months. Like, if uh, if there's no value add here, and I hate to sound transactional about it, but if there's no... Dude. I'm, I'm out, man. I like, literally, so there was there was a server that, that started at the restaurant as she worked only a, a couple of weeks... But she started following me on Instagram. And then I came into work literally like the, the next time we worked together, she was like, So you're gonna follow me back? I'm like, I wanted to, I I wanted to look at her and I told her, I was like, Why am I gonna follow you back? Good. I'm glad you said that to her. Why face. why am I gonna follow you back when this but it I literally said those exact words where I was like, This doesn't add value to my yeah. feed. Yeah. And, and, and she she got offended as fuck because it's like who do you think I am? I'm not your boyfriend. And but it's what the like, fuck do you think you can tell your, me what to do? Yeah, and it's your values. <laughs> this is right? my algorithm yeah. trying, trying to curate here. Okay, it's your little. It's like it's a, your yard online. It's like your yeah. property. It's your space. It's my like energy, man. It's dude, like, I'm, no. if I don't want you in my house, I don't I, want. I want to follow my... people like Cam Haynes, David Goggins, and like a bunch of comedians, man. I want to. I want to laugh and hate myself all at the same time. Comedians okay? are saviors <laughs> these days, man. I don't know what I would do without that humor. Dude, well, I think one of the one of the greatest things I found in isolation or in isolation. isolation. No, I shouldn't say isolation. Wow. But, but it is. I'm imagining like, you sound I, like you in some terrorist cell. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> isolation is such a poignant word. Or, um, uh, during COVID, I should say, <laughs> which kind of was isolation at the beginning of it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little or, uh, pin in this uh, here. Everyone's everyone that's like oh, this is this is like being in jail. 
bitch. Oh, no. Bitch, until you've been to jail, let's tune yeah, down no. the jail references here, okay? Because I'm going to say... I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to say this is not like jail, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say having things delivered to my door and living yeah. in this lavish... Tasty food. You know, putting live, my feet up. Live on the... You know, X floor of a condo. Not building. having to worry about getting fucking shanked or raped, which are literal concerns. Yeah. Um, or like raped by a guard, or mm-hmm. there's a whole so like let's spectrum, spectrum. Not okay. you know quarantine. Let's call it quarantine. I know you didn't say that, but I just <laughs> yeah, going I know. back to the post. I oh, see dude, this, is there's, there's this is jail. There's gonna be and but you. I guarantee a couple people who have listened to this have said that line. Oh, absolutely. And I call out my friends that say it all the time. I'm like, you have no like, fucking clue. You're like, bitch, we, 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 you know my story. What are my best <laughs> Yeah, one of my best friends, like, we joke about it all the time, and she's always like, oh, you know, I want to I wanna travel. This is like jail. I'm like, oh, dude, you have no idea. She's like, okay, fair. But it is like, um, we're, we're comedians. We're podcasts. We're like... Uh, Flagrant 2. Andrew Schultz. You know who Andrew Schultz is? No, I was going to ask you what this Holy reference was. fuck, dude. He comedian? is... Yeah, comedian, uh, New York comic. I love... He New is York comedy is its own thing. Fucking... You, this is this is the podcast for you. I'm yeah. telling you. This is the comedian's podcast. Okay, I'll have for, to check it out. For anybody who wants to just laugh at ridiculous... They also have a Patreon, and I'm I subscribe yeah. to the Patreon because it's that fucking good. Like it's so, but they're like, they're I you've seen you've seen these videos before of him. He did these rants, um, in like um, they did like fifteen or sixteen of them, uh, before the summer. Okay. It was like these like five minute chunks of just like pure fire, just mm-hmm. bang, point, point, boom, 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 busting the left and the rights balls of just like oh i love that i love the just so down the middle people he pissed off both yeah. people and made both people happy at yeah. the same fucking you know, time it's like it was a, it was glorious Chappelle is a fucking genius he's not a comic that. anymore though he's like the he's transcended comic comedy yeah he, he's really a, he a is thing. he's he's yeah. a, he's just he's an entity now and and he, he always was, on was. SNL, um the week before last and dude that monologue was fucking fucking bang insane. on insane yeah like almost as good as Bill Burr's but oh Bill Burr oh that was also I excellent so much but you know I think comedians are so and I've been listening to actually another podcast that I'll look at us recommending podcasts while talking on a podcast yeah I podcast talk, interception I talk about podcasts all the time I tell it's, people there's one called the um uh let's talk sets and so it talks about yeah. the uh comedy sets and and you know there's, I think everyone thinks that you just like go up on stage and tell a joke, and it's like, oh, that's so simple. And like, look at me, I'm a monkey, haha, entertain. Mm. And I really honestly believe that comedians are some of the most intelligent, mm. empathetic, emotional, insightful, insightful like people on the on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like their ability to observe what's happening, digest it, swirl it around, comprehend it, make you it, fucking think about it, and then spit it out in a way that makes you think it. And still make you laugh? Yeah. Fucking amen. And and if they're really good, like, you know, the Chappelle's we're talking about, Schultz, which is what I'm hearing you say, mm-hmm. is the ability to just, just piss you off enough, just rub you that wrong way that you're like... But to make you think ah, a little exactly. bit more than that pissed off feeling. It's glorious. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I, I was um, so much. reading 
I really love reading, and I think this is another emotional intelligence thing, but reading more like the psychology behind things, and this mm. goes back to like the why premise. And I was reading about, um, well, two things. So dark humor as a, as a thread or subsection of, of stand-up in general. Okay. Um, you know, like Holocaust jokes, uh, racist, sexist jokes, which are so frowned upon right now. And I'm not, this is not to uh, You're not validating that. validate, but I will say that some of the most marginalized groups and communities throughout history have used humor as their mechanism of helping to solve it and talk through those issues and get other people to hear them in a way that they would have never heard them before. So I think to talk about these really heavy, dark yeah. issues is to solve them right? right it's like when when you hear it and this brings it back to like a bit of the cancel culture shit it's like you hear comedians getting canceled for fucking jokes they do it's or their fucking job shit. like that it's like a job it's like literally i there's another comedian i follow uh, mark norman mm-hmm. another new york comic who like literally every like 10 minutes throughout his like his last special he's like they're just jokes people yeah but why does it's he just comedy that, right? it's like, also it's... like part of his oh okay. he, he, he okay. makes it work in a really great way okay but he's not just doing like the the woke precursor no like, no he's okay, like okay. if anything he's just like <laughs> another guy you should check out okay phenomenal um but it's like there it's like how, how are you gonna literally you went somewhere to laugh and now you're yeah, getting yeah. upset because they're trying to make you laugh yeah, like totally. sure it's not gonna work every time but like i love when they call that out on stage too they're like so you pay you paid to be here right it's like i'm not forcing this down your throat yeah nothing like, <laughs> just just because it's not working doesn't mean that yeah. you get to like write a blog about it and say this oh, this and this this person needs to be canceled like, this fuck out of here with you know what shit, how about you just strengthen your argument strengthen your uh what are we knowledge no yeah just just and, understand the nuance yeah and have a discussion about it right like why do we go from cancel like it goes mm. off the rails to canceled yeah versus like okay let's have a discussion about this mm-hmm. and you know if you actually want that canceled person or the person that did wrong to you know get on your side mm-hmm. or or change their point of view or their frame of mind do you think that fucking canceling them is going to get them to, right. to care or hear what you're saying? Well, that's like deplatforming somebody, right? You hear about all these people that are like kicked off Twitter indefinitely or kicked mm-hmm. off of YouTube or whatever. It's like deplatforming somebody only just boosts their shit. Yeah. Because then they're going to double down. Like what, yeah. what has anybody done, even yourself, in in the scenario where you're like dealing with the cops, you like you double down on it and you're like, you're fucking, yeah, but I'm, this is my point. Or maybe that's a bad example. Yeah, but, but like, no, but I will even, like in my being The canceled. amount of times I've fucking doubled down on something that I shouldn't have yeah. because someone yeah. was just fucking getting at me. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it, no, no, fuck it, again, you. I'm holding that line. I'm holding it. Human instinct, survival instinct. Yeah. Someone's not going to fucking come and tell me. You get defensive <laughs> because it's human instinct. Like yeah. it is like, the like uh, protect my land or protect my family this, this sounds like we're getting a little heated we're still there's la- oh, laughs and smiles we're trusting, passionate trusting about people. this shit yeah <laughs> we're thriving here <laughs> um Ugh. but i think to really um impact change or influence change is to just sit down and hear somebody mm. and then dig into that okay and unpack it and then present your argument in an intelligent 
insightful way that they're actually hearing you. Mm -hmm. And I deal with this all the time with crisis management. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the firm has very much changed from marketing advertising to more PR uh, communications, but also specializing in crisis management. So Mm -hmm. negative piece of press, we can help clean that up. We can help share your side of the story. I'll be coming to you whenever I say something. Please do. Usually, usually John is the, uh, (laughs) the, the more composed voice in this, which is like, I think why he was like, okay, I guess you could go interview her, but like, (laughs) when I say something inappropriate, you'll be the first person I call. Yes. And I am very, very passionate about, I'm, well, I'm firstly very anti-cancel culture. And then I'm also very um, much for three sides of the story, right? There's your side, there's my side, and then there's somewhere in the middle. And to just have one... I've never heard that before, the three sides. Yeah, it's really... Okay. Learned okay. that through my experiences. Yeah, no doubt. Working with <laughs> a, a shrink on it. Um, and it's not, you know, because at that point in time in my life, I was very polarized too. Me versus him. Yeah. Me versus mur, mur, the mur. media that wrote these stories. Yeah. And then it's like, no, this is... I'm not going to perpetuate that polarization. They were, they were polarization. doing a job, yes. whether good or bad. And let's meet somewhere Live, in the middle lives here. Lives in that middle zone, yeah. right? Yeah. And since having this approach, you know, I've been able to... My first foray into like crisis management was, well, first of all, handling my own crisis. But then in cleaning up the um, the garbage from that, mm-hmm. right? And being able to go back to some of these reporters a decade later and after everything I've learned since then and approach it that way, mm-hmm. right? And it's been yeah. so much more successful than nice. being like, fuck you, That's take this feel down. That's so fucking oh, good, though. Oh, it is a million Where bucks, you're just man. like, yes, yes, yes. Do like a little happy dance and inside able, and like on the outside, yeah. you're just like fucking, Boss fucking face. out here, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> and then being able to like share that with the clients that come to me in yeah. crisis, right? Fuck. Who are going through their own like, fuck this person and like <laughs> why'd they do that to me i don't deserve to be canceled mm-hmm. i i have no one's ever broken through to those people by by saying de-platform cancel um they should never be able to work again mm. lock them up they're a piece of shit the only time that i've been able to see those people even consider what they did was wrong is in fucking sitting down like this like we are right now mm-hmm. and saying tell me what happened Let's yeah. hear. Yeah. Uh, you let's, are hurt. Let's figure it the right? fuck out. It's like really a place yeah. of love. It's like, I want to hear where you're coming from. Like, hmm. I I want to know why you think this way and why, what got you here, right? Mm-hmm. What got me to jail when I was 24? You know, let's, <laughs> you know, when you walk through it, you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I kind of fucking get it. It's not right, but I kind of get it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I have dealt with, oh God. Well, and that, and that brings it back, right? It's like just the nuance, the nuance mm-hmm. of like, anything on a day-to-day basis the amount of nuance that any of us is going to experience is is fucking mind-boggling for like the average person and to throw technology into the mix yeah is then just like our brains don't know how to process that shit our brains are our brains don't how to process nuance from like a hundred years ago that was like not technology Mm -hmm. there was no cars that were going 300 kilometers an hour and like we are just like you, civilized mammals like animals like that is barely i would barely say I know, civilized. <laughs> that's a fucking stretch dude uh, we're trying to we're all trying to we, we, mimic, we mimic this 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 understanding just because we can manipulate things and create subways and streetcars and it's an we, idea we, of being we name a street it's like yeah it's this illusion of control but like i mean i find myself gravitating more and more towards the fact that 
I, I won't live in a city forever. I can't. I won't. No. Won't no, it's happen. an experience. Yeah. Won't happen. I, if I'm here in 10 years, someone better smack me <laughs> in the face. Like, I'm trying to be out in seven. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be out by the time I'm 37. 38, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like, you can't. This, this is not natural. This is not how our genetics are designed to operate. Like, certainly we can have nice things and we can, and we can, and we can participate in that world. But at a core level... Our, our bodies, they, they want to be satiated with simplicity. Yeah, you know... It's, I don't know. It's, it's this, Maybe that got a little too... No, 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 not at all. A little too existential, and but I it's will, like... There is a... Uh, I was just today, like, reading this this thread on Twitter from um, this, this um, guy that I follow that I really enjoy his content, but he, um, he posted something about just moving into, like, a new place, and... Um, someone commented on it like why do men always live like they're in witness protection <laughs> you know it's just like a set of dumbbells and like a couple bags and like a bag you know, you know what I mean there's like nothing else doesn't sound horrible and <laughs> right and so the thread got male, male though. yeah the thread got onto all this like and then people posting like pictures of like camping and stuff and he's like this is how men would really live if we could and it really goes back to this like pride in like men working people right people people yes Let's not genderize it, jeez. <laughs> Non-binary, Fuck, no. sperm-producing people. <laughs> oh, sorry, I ruined that. But, no, it's... I don't know, I think there's something beautiful. I mean, me as a as a cook, I'm like, fuck, I just want to cook things, things over yeah, fire. <laughs> how good does it feel to put in a hard day's work, right? There's nothing that beats that feeling of just... You know it feels even better? When I run... 12 or 13k before I go work a 12 hour day. It honestly does. Oh I, it it sounds I sadistic feel, to I, say that but you feel I good. feel like I fucking did. like sometimes you know to, to be so crass it's sometimes you gotta suck the day's dick and sometimes you don't. And totally. every day totally. I, I can I can <laughs> I, you know thank you um, what was that uh, super bad super bad reference. Is that working? It is. <laughs> It's time to suck today's dick. Um, no, but sometimes you do, and it's like if if I can get out and physically exhaust myself, and then I go to work and mentally exhaust myself, and then I go to I go home and I smoke a joint and I go to sleep, and I'm like, you feel it's I, like this feeling. I won. I won the day. Yeah, I yeah. won the day, and that's it. And it's like now, now, now it gets so much trickier. I mean, sometimes we overcomplicate. Thing. I mean, that's this is kind well, of the I syndrome. I didn't send all these emails, or like, I'm sure this yeah. is probably a little trickier for you because you're like, I didn't, I didn't respond to 101 percent of my emails, or I didn't do this, I didn't do this. It's like, for for me, and a and a cook's world is can can be boiled down to something relatively simple, right? It can be boiled down to do the people enjoy the food. Mm-hmm. But do everything they? should be able to be distilled down to that simple because I feel like we almost Maybe. are. We're creating problems mm. because, in a sense, we almost have it too good in this, like, urban, yeah. like, bubble, yeah, right? We have everything. <laughs> I can tap my phone and get anything I want to this door. Yeah. That's psychotic. And I, and I don't even have to see the person. There's yeah. this lack of, like, humanity, right? Yeah. And so what do we do? We sit on our computers and our devices and we stir shit up. We are well, fighting about politics and we're fighting about this and we're everything's black like and this white. This anonymous bullshit online where you just send it out into the ether and then it's yeah. like you get a warm feeling because you made someone else feel bad. Yeah. It's like, that's we're, fucking weird. You know man. what? We wouldn't be fucking doing that if we were all out doing 
12-hour days doing something else, oh, right? You, like, and, or, or if you had to shit-talk somebody to their face, there's oh God, no I'm way sure. you're saying that. I know. I totally. mean, like, I might because I'm an asshole sometimes. But, like, <laughs> but, but if, I'll, if but you I'll, write it online, you should be able to say it to someone's face. Yeah, which is like I've I've caught myself being like I'll see someone's posts and I'll and I'll go to comment something snarky. I'm like, you know what? I just don't. Not worth that. It. I don't need to say that. That's yeah. I don't need to put that energy into the yeah. world. I'm. And if you know, that's and, what and makes... it's, it's not like I put out aggressive amounts of positivity. I'm not like one of those inspo <laughs> fucking people who's. Just but it's like, like if they need if that's what makes them feel good, then you can do that. But yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to follow, follow it. it. Yeah. That's that's what's gonna make me feel good. It's not follow your fucking shit. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, on that note, we're just shy of two hours, dude. Wow, we've been talking yeah, for that long. Yeah, and I have to pee again. But, okay, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll log let's, off. Let's, let's wrap this up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really appreciate you sitting down with me. Feeling is mutual. Great. I think, I think that's Taya's way of saying she might come back, folks. Um, <laughs> don't all whether whether or not whether or not whether once. or not our schedules will mesh up again. That will be the trick. Whether or not the public outcry is just begging for an episode <laughs> two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but as as you know, um, because you're uh, the number one fan, we always end. John and I always end the episode by saying thank you. We love you for listening. Love you for being here, for having me in your home. So thank you very much. All the love. And, all the love. Uh, in return. Talk to you soon, and bye for now, everybody. Ciao, ciao.